will talk about youth involvement and in court cases, and particularly the case that we are presenting with Julia. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm currently 17 years old. Um, I'm still at school. Um, yeah, and I'm living in Germany in the Aar River Valley, where um, in 2021 there was a big flood in the Seoul region. Oh, that's very interesting. And uh, very importantly, Julia is one of the claimants in a case in the European Court of Human Rights, along with four more young people one of them being me. I'm also Alex, also involved in the treaty, a short presentation of myself. I am an environmental law student in Utrecht University, 12 state parties to the European Convention of Human Rights for their membership with the Energy Charter Treaty, which is an international investment agreement, according to which energy companies, and among them fossil fuel companies, can sue governments in order to protect their investments and in foreign countries. So we have seen lots of cases rising that can lead to lots of damages being awarded to fossil fuel companies at a time when we are really trying to make it, mitigate climate change, at a time when states are trying to find the money to combat climate change. It is super controversial as to why money should be going to fossil fuel companies that have been, loot, pollute, that have been polluting our nature for so long. So both Julia and I are the claimants in this case. And as Julia said, her region had flooded in 2021. And my region uh, in Athens, Greece, was burned from forest fires, also in 2021. Julia, I would like to hear from you how your involvement in this case started. How did the first days look like until the claim was actually filed? Yeah, so actually for me, it started with an announce on the internet. I just saw it that young people, um, that they were searching for young people who had experienced um, some environmental catastrophe. And I thought, and I saw the conditions and I realized that I would perfectly fit into that, in this description. So I decided that I want to take action in it. And I wrote them an email was as simple as that <laughs> yeah and so it started and then continued by getting to know everybody um and then to finally decide if i really want to be in it um yeah and i did decide to do it which i'm really happy about <laughs> wow you make it sound so simple so basically <laughs> it, it, it it was a, a procedure that was super accessible to you also um even though you're still at school, a student. Um, and yeah, it feels like this really takes off the excuse from many people of why they're not involved. <laughs> yeah, I think in general, um, to be involved is really easy. You just have to start. I think for like court cases, it's a bit more difficult because of course you need like a legal team and people who support you because I could go <laughs> in the court and say, I do it now. I need I need the lawyers and of course everybody else does. 
So I think it was so easy for me because there are a lot of people who were preparing it and like um, it, it was made easy for me. But yeah, in general, I think there isn't really an excuse to don't be involved in climate change issues. This is really interesting. Um, and I love it how direct basically um, your interest was for this case that you just went for it on your own. I have to confess that I was actually pushed by a friend um, <laughs> to contact um, the lawyer and those who worked on the case. Um, so she had seen it on a social media post that they were looking with people who would have a victim status. Um, to make it clear, both Julia and I have a victim status for the European Court of Human Rights, as we have both um, lived through experiences, extreme weather events connected to climate change. And my friend was really pushing me. You have to message them. You have to take a stance. So she was really the one who motivated me, Adele. I really have to thank her yeah. for that. Yeah, um, that's actually really funny because I, I was sure that I want to do it, but I thought, oh my God, there are going to be so many people who want to do this. So I have to be fast to write an email. And I wasn't home that day. And so I wrote a friend that they have to write this email for me because I didn't have any time to do it that day. And they were like, what do you want from me <laughs> to write an email that you want to sue someone? <laughs> and I was like, yep, please do it. I don't have any time. So yeah, I definitely also needed a friend for to go into this action. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very interesting and shows the importance of when you feel like you have people close to you who also care about it, you definitely feel more motivated to take yeah. such action. Definitely. But would you say that there is a tip that you would give to young people who also want to be involved uh, in cases or more generally in environmental decision making? Well, I think the best tip is just connect with people because the um, just environmental or the climate justice movement is growing so strongly and so big and i think it's just go to people talk to them talk about their activism talk about how they are involved and then you can decide for your own what i want to do and what you want to do and how you want to be involved and i think that's really the best part i think i also um that was also my way to get into all of it because um, maybe that should be said I also was like um, in the movement. I was active before the case. So yeah, I think that's really the best way. Just dig in into social media or people you know maybe who are already active and then just get started. Yeah, oh, I love it. I, I completely agree that yeah, the, the power, the motivation comes through your connections, through more people um, that by uniting, we can definitely feel stronger, more motivated to yeah, take such action and it's so empowering to meet people who actually feel the same and who have to uh, or people who have same opinion and are like yeah that's great that you're interested in that i'm too so let's do it together and then you like build something new together i think it's so empowering and so great to always meet new people with new interests and new ideas it's, it's so great and i think it's the strength of this movement yeah oh for sure uh, but would you say that as a young person do you think you have encountered any challenges that you wouldn't have if you were an adult 
yeah well for me specifically I did need the permission of my parents so because I wasn't or I'm not 18 yet so like if they had said no we don't want to support you I wouldn't have had the chance to do it I think that's a really big issue because I'm so lucky that my parents are really supportive but if they weren't it would be really hard and I think um, activism as a whole would be really hard if you don't have the support so I think that's a struggle that many that possibly many face um, yeah and I think maybe like this whole construction that our generation is like or that many young people are told you don't you don't matter you can't change anything and then you like don't feel this empowerment and you feel like you can't change anything and I think it's the first really big step for yourself to realize that you can do something and that you can change something but I think it's it really takes a lot to get there to realize that for yourself yeah oh <laughs> that, that's definitely very interesting and it also brings to my mind how um there is sort of a boomerang experience here in which uh, we both found about this case from social media and that, that it is the youth that is mostly active on social media. Yeah. So it's definitely a way which can help us get a better grasp of environmental decisions and how we can be involved with them. And yeah, I want to touch on, you said how your parents have been very supportive. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, about the local community, uh, your friends in school, how have they, uh, what have their feelings been towards your involvement in this case? And maybe also um, their feelings in, in based on also what happened in your area, if you would also like to talk about that. Um, do you mean, what do you mean with what's happened in my area? Sorry, <laughs> I didn't With really the floods. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I think the reactions were really different. So I th I think the main like direction was that really, uh, really much people said that it was really brave to do it in my age and that they support us. But there are also many who like um, don't really understand it or like, think it's kind of strange to do so much for environmental issues um yeah but I don't think they really like mean it in a bad way they just don't really get it so it's like all in all it was really positive and really supportive and um yeah I think I can say it about the reactions that they were really good I'm very lucky <laughs> yeah and I think also it's, or for me personally, it's also really important because I have, um, or in the area, there was this flood and I have experienced it. Like, I, it's, it's, it's so strange just to try and um, find the right words for it. But if you have seen like your whole, your whole home, your whole region changing in like one night and like one night, everything being drowned away and everything everything being destroyed and then taking this experience and doing something like doing something good like taking it and empower yourself and going to court and say yes I have this experience but I will use it to try to protect others from experience such things I think 
that's really that's really empowering and really great and like one of the main reasons why I want to do it that makes sense <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely like such a great thing you're amplifying the voices of everyone in your community taking what happened in your area the floods yeah that happened because of climate change um and you've really made many people in Europe aware of it, everyone who has read about the case. And I feel in a very similar way um, from the perspective of a different disaster, yet once again from climate change, from forest fires, I feel very, very proud when I feel like I represent my community when I have brought this issue so that everyone can see what climate change is doing in my area. Um, and it's interesting how in each one of the five claimants that we are in the case, we have experienced a different situation um, and we have also really felt solidarity with each other as they are they are so different between them, yet they have the same effect and the same cause, which is very interesting behind that. Um, and basically then, how how has your involvement made you feel now? Would you say it has encouraged you to take even more steps uh, yeah, I would definitely say that because I feel like every time you do something new, you take another step. For example, going to the court was something really new for me. I was on demonstrations. I talked to politicians, all that kind of stuff I have done. But that was like something really new. And I felt it was so good to do it because it was like a whole new level. And you meet new people, you do new things, you see that there are so many possibilities you can take action and you can try and change something and yeah so i really feel like it has empowered me yes i love that i i would say i also feel the same like it was such a big step also to take that now it really makes me feel also seen and heard and i i really want to take more steps and to motivate more people to take further steps so what would be then a piece of advice that you would give to everyone listening to us now? Would it be that um, if you continue taking steps, the more empowered you will feel? I feel like sometimes people think, you touched on it before, that it doesn't matter what step can I take. But it seems like our experience is showing something different, that the more you are involved, then the more you can feel like you can take action that matters. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Because... Um... I also think like you're we are always underestimating yourself like even if you I don't know posting something on your social media and just one person sees it and thinks about it again and then talks it to another person so like it's spreading so fast and I think underestimating or also being told from uh, for example the fossil fuel industry or the politicians that we can't change something that is the biggest the biggest mistake you can do to underestimate yourself and to underestimate what you can achieve so yeah i think my piece of advice would be don't underestimate yourself be aware of what power you can have and furthermore be aware of which power you have together so like if you connect with people if you get started if you um if you make the change because probably politicians or the fossil fuel industry isn't going to change on their own so we have to make them change and that's only going to happen if we all do it and if we all 
want to do it and if we all stand together behind this goal. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm completely with you in that. So like get connected with people and just take action and keep your eyes open. Yeah, these are these are also the tips that I would give um to the youth, which, also, which definitely has a lot of power. Yeah. And also maybe I can understand the feeling that you feel like uh so many people are already doing it but somehow they're still not happening enough um maybe another piece of advice it's it's so good not always to hear to what we still have to do what still has to be done but also to like look at what we already have achieved i think that's that's so good to stay positive and to find motivation if you look for example also how many cases there have been on climate change issues and really uh, some of them were uh, successful and so you can see it is happening something that changes something in our world and so maybe you can be part of it yeah yeah definitely so true and currently in the european court of human rights there are more cases which are to rule whether climate inaction by states violates the right to life more cases have been brought by youth and we are currently waiting for the admission of our case and to see if they will rule in the previous cases that basically climate change does violate um, European Convention of Human Rights provisions, uh, it's very likely that they could also find this for our case uh, with the Energy Charter Treaty. Yeah. So, perfect. Thank you very much, Julia, for sharing your views today and taking part in this podcast. 